See that? Okay, yeah. that that's where you, that's where we differ. You take it to a mm-hmm. whole different level. I I'm just good. I'm good with my desk chair, just leaning back mm-hmm. and uh, and just playing it. Like. Welcome to episode 68. This episode of 2 we talk about Green Bay, chill Twitter, and let's grab a drink in a galaxy far, far away. I'm Al Flores. And I'm Anton DeWall. How's your weekend? Uh, it's, it's alright. I mean, a little, uh, I, I was a little bit of a uh, beehive uh, fan and also... Um, you know, big pimpin'. Uh, actually, you know what? Before we even start the show, I, I want to talk about what I'm having today. This is a Rough Draft, a Southern Triangle IPA, and this is from San Diego. H- have you heard about these guys? Rough Draft? No, I haven't actually. Yeah, let's let's see how it is. Yeah. Uh, while you do that, I think my I accidentally turned up the knob on my uh my CO2 because <laughs> uh, this happened. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of head right there you go mm-hmm. i uh, went to see uh on the run two, which is um Oops. beyonce and, sorry which is beyonce and jay-z's uh concert and this is the second installment of it too uh, i mean i bought tickets to this event because i'm right there uh the tickets were like 320 bucks it was floor seating uh but Anyways, I, I heard so many good things about it that I just kept it to myself uh, and my fiance. So, oh, okay. yeah, I really liked it. I, 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 I'm really happy that I didn't sell the tickets. This is probably one of the best concerts I've been to in a long time. Um, I mean, this power couple is a force that to be reckoned with. Yeah. The cinematic experience really ties into their performance really well. Mm-hmm. And, dude, the stage is freaking ridiculous. I think you've seen a couple of really crazy stage before. I mean, you've been to like um, Lincoln Park with uh, yeah. Carlos, and you guys saw like this crazy screen that transformed and stuff. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're getting very elaborate nowadays with these stages, especially now with like yeah. the, the technology they can to design them. Yeah. So if I had to explain the whole thing, what it looks like, the whole spectacle, it's a giant sixty-foot screen, and it's basically spliced up into pieces. Yeah. But you don't really see that at the very beginning. It's just one giant piece. And it, and and then when it wants to, it can just open up and start rolling up on the sides. And so, uh, the setup is... What, what was that? No, so it's like it's stage origami. Yeah, it's like stage origami. It's insane. So, I mean, this setup is so big, I don't think it can fit the Amway Center. And you, you've been to the Amway Center here, right? Right, We, we right. saw the, the Clippers game. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think it would even fit the Staples Center. That's how big the stage was. Yeah, but at the same time, basketball courts are not that big. Yeah, even, they're not even, that big. Yeah, no, like, I mean, when, when everybody's there, and like it, it looks very full. But once you actually see the players on the court, or even when the court's just empty with, like, nobody in the stadium or uh, arena, mm-hmm. very small. Yeah, but I think it depends too. Like, Staples Center is really big. I mean, it's huge. And they can take, they can take out some of, the, some of the yeah, they can take out some of the, like the inner rows and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways, um, they did it. Uh, they did this concert at the uh, Citrus Bowl. So mm-hmm. it, it actually tells you how big it is because Citrus Bowl has a lot of people coming to see the the, the football games. Right. And uh, yeah. Anyways, 
um, behind this, the whole screen, they have like a five-story floor with musicians and everything and dancers. It's kind of like a tic-tac-toe type of thing uh, the whole way across. So there's like, a lot of uh, um, lay, screen Laying down video. Or, or standing up? Uh, standing up. Okay. So it kind of reminds you of like, you know, those uh, plays or musicals. And there's people like going back and forth on the the um, the stairs. Uh, I I was just thinking of uh, that old game show, Hollywood Squares. Yeah, it, it kind of <laughs> reminds me of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's actually really cool. Um, but I mean, there's two sections of the the stage that stretches out towards the audience, mm-hmm. and um, uh, I think the thing that really surprises a lot of people for for this concert is that there's a platform in front of the stage. That doesn't really uh, do anything until halfway through the show. So it kind of wowed people because it, it started to rise and it starts coming towards the the middle the middle of the stadium. And it's like hovering over people. Was that near the end and, of the show? No, it was towards the middle of the show. Oh, okay. And people are like, whoa, it's crazy. And it just goes over all of these people who are under it, which is insane. Um, but anyways... I mean, Beyonce and Jay-Z had this really rocky relationship that almost ruined their marriage. Yeah, so you kind of notice a lot of songs that they perform in this concert is uh, kind of a way of reminiscing their love for each other Mm -hmm. and that uh, this time around, they're telling people that they're never going to break their marriage ever. So you really see it when they perform with each other because their emotions really um, show. So Jay-Z kind of really can't see it coming down his eye, but he really made this song cry. So was it really equal, like, on, on the way they share the stage? Or oh, yeah. What I imagine, yeah. I, I would have thought, like, that is Beyonce's show and Jay-Z's just there to support. It, it's kind of funny. You kind of feel like it is Beyonce's show mm-hmm. and uh, Jay-Z's just there as a, uh, you know, um, headliner. Which it kind of... As much as I want to make fun of Jay Z, that's they're playing to their strengths. Yeah, because Jay Z, as entertaining and talented as he is, he's not really a showman. Like he doesn't, you know. But Beyonce, you know, she has a move. She can actually put yeah. on the show. She dance, oh, dude. Right, she can dance like no other. So I can. I mean, Jay Z being the hype man, I, I think that works best for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good though. Yeah. Three hundred bucks. Yeah, so anyway, yeah, I, I had a great time. <laughs> That works. Um, so as I, was, I finally let my beer settle a little bit. So this is going to be my, what, my third week drinking this mm-hmm. beer. I think it's finally starting to hit the point where the carbonation is starting to go. It's okay. still dr- it's still drinkable because, I mean, on a regular growler, as soon as you open it, you probably have two days to drink it before it's just like flat. Mm-hmm. So like, it's still like, yeah, I would say like 80% carbonated. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, that's, still- that's not bad. I mean, it, as long as it's not I'm almost like a done. I beer. think I have like one glass left in here or one and a half. At the most, mm-hmm. so it's not bad. How would you compare to like? I I know there's a lot of different beers where, when you open it, it, it feels like it's almost flat, but it's not there yet. But they did it on purpose to give like that flavor of the beer. It depends on the on the on the beer actually. Mm-hmm. So some of them, uh, like I can't do for IPAs, uh, pale mm-hmm. uh, pale ales. Yeah, it would just more. straight up taste bitter. Right. Yeah. It, it, the mm-hmm. bitterness is too heavy, but like more of like the the beers that have spices, herbs, and stuff like that, mm-hmm. that I'm fine with because those can be really masked by the flavor 
I mean, not the flavor, by the carbonation. So them doing a little bit less carbonation on those beers works well. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you have the nitro beers, which... Oh, yeah. Those really crazy carbonated beers. Not even... Well, it's not carbonated. It's, it's nitro. Oh, Nitrogen. okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you see it more for like the stouts. Um, yeah. Those I'm cool with, but they're just so heavy. But anyways. Yeah, they're... they're- a little bit more different than your usual taste when you when you drink like IPAs. I mean, they're bitter, but it's a whole different story. Yeah. And I see, uh, anyways, I see Lupe joined us in the chat. Uh, before we go to our new segment, though, I wanted to show you this mm-hmm. that I got. I got Clooney's Tequila Casamigos. Oh wow! Yeah, I saw it at Costco Did- and it was on sale. I'm like, okay, I'll do it. I'll just go for it. <laughs> I thought your dad added it to his collection or something. Oh hell no! I don't. I don't want to show him this one because he will try to take it. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, because usually when I see this tequila, it's usually on the higher end side, the more expensive mm-hmm. side. Um, this size bottle, I see like a total wine for like sixty. Mm-hmm. At Costco, it was like thirty-two. So I'm like, I'm good. I'll try it for thirty-two. That's so, not bad for um, a high-end tequila. Yeah, it's not bad at all. That's like mm-hmm. a Patron. I, I would say it's, it's in the Patron prices, so that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. All right, Anton, uh, ready to move on to our new segment? Yeah, let's start. First bit of news. Finally, after weeks and weeks and us talking about it, Jack Ryan is here. Jack Ryan is finally here. Yeah, I was actually going to start uh, watching it before the show, but I got sidetracked by Forza. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're trying to uh, reverse uh, when you're hitting the wall? No, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> just, I'm that, just that I, I hate it when, I mean, I, there's these moments where when I play racing games where I just... I'm tired of it. I mean, I, I mean, I love the game, but then you get to a point where you're, you're like, oh, okay, you know, I'm just going to let loose and just do some weird stuff, try to drift and do all that stuff. So then you would crash into something and then you would like back up and then you would crash into something again and you back up. And the thing I hate the most about these racing games is the backing up part because it takes forever to back up. Uh, it's like real life, but I don't well, know. It just takes too much time. No, it, uh I got and I and I've teased you before because I'm not really, or at least I would I would say that I wasn't really a racing fan because I'd get bored of them. But mm-hmm. now at this stage of life, uh, it's kind of relaxing, almost like zen-like to try to like just focus on just trying to perfect a certain turn, try it on a new car, just kind of zone yeah. out. Yeah. So, you know. so I, a lot of people don't know, but I I'm a really big racing fan, mm-hmm. and I even have like a wheel, and I I got Gran Turismo on uh, PlayStation and I play a lot of racing games and um, it's been a while since I played anything. Uh, last one I played was probably Forza. Um, one of the new ones I forgot. So the name horizon is, is that the newest one? Uh, horizon three or four, yeah. horizon four, horizon four. Sorry. Yeah. So that's, that's the last one I played. And um, I told Julie a couple of days ago, we went to GameStop and I said, Hey, you know what? For Christmas, I might want uh, a new wheel. So I could play some God. new racing games. See, now, okay, yeah. that that's where you, that's where we differ. You take it to a mm-hmm. whole different level. I I'm just good. I'm good with my desk chair, just leaning back, <laughs> and uh, and just playing that way. Or well, I don't know. It, it's a whole different <laughs> experience when you actually have a wheel. You know, like uh, you you feel like you're actually in the game. So that's the only thing for Th- me. This coming from the guy that actually paid the for the, the extra what hundred and twenty dollars for the uh, uh, 
oh, what's it called? Not Street Fighter. Uh, was it Street Fighter? Uh, the arcade. Yeah, yeah, the, it was the Street panel? Fighter. Arcade, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> you were like, yeah. you were so happy bringing that over to the house. Like, Dude, check it out. <laughs> yeah, it, it uh, would have been cool if you bought one too. And then we, we would have, uh, you know, really clashed down. No, I'm good. <laughs> and uh, I see my brother uh, and also Deep Dives and Rattle Holes has joined our chat. <laughs> Look at all those hearts fly. Uh, the whole gang's here now. Right. Uh, for those on the audio podcast, uh, we record, we do a live stream either Thursday or Friday, whenever me and Ton have time. Uh, and we have people just join our chat and, you know, participate however they can. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, I want to add to Jack Ryan. Uh, it just came out today, but I binge watched it uh, last night with my fiance. We <laughs> you waited till midnight. <laughs> yeah, I waited till midnight, and that's when I started watching the episodes. So I got three episodes in with her last night, and uh, man, dude, this show is so exciting to watch. And uh, I, I mean, it really does give you that thirteen hours moment when you're watching that movie, Detense. and you're like, oh. It's John Krasinski, and he's so manly. <laughs> Holy crap, this is different. Because, I mean, you're so used to seeing Jim at, in the office being Jim, and yeah. it's uh, it's totally different. And, I mean, you, you can't see him the same way. I mean, he's so serious to a point where you're like, all right, this is not the same Jim we're, we all know and love. <laughs> and yeah. uh, to my brother in the chat that asked, uh, did he say bitch watch? Bitch watch shit. Uh, no, he said binge. Binge watch. Binge. <laughs> uh, Thank you. No, well, one thing I didn't think about until I got the email from Amazon about the show coming out uh, was that I was binging on The Office this past like two weeks. <laughs> I know, I, I, I know, I've, I've been so, seeing you or hear you uh, watch oh, yeah, The Office when we're like, you know, prepping for the show. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, funny. But it's funny because like the I'm near the end of the the last season, mm-hmm. and yeah, I'm, I'm gonna transition from the end of season nine of The Office to. Jack Ryan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I, I guess he, you know, quit the office so then he can get into, you know, the CIA, you know, big, big boy stuff. Happens. Yeah. We all yeah. mature. Yeah. But uh, I, I don't know if there's any more Tom Clancy shows that's ever been made before, but I'm going to say right now, I, I, I want more. I, I don't, I don't think it should just be Jack Ryan. I think it should be a bunch of the other stuff too. Kind of. So I, I didn't know this until I was looking up the Jack Ryan books. I didn't mm-hmm. know that uh, Hunt for Red October was a Jack Ryan story. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah I, I I didn't know. Yeah, That's I didn't. Know. I thought that was. Yeah, I thought that was like its own story. But I guess that or maybe Tom Clancy tied it in later on. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's like the that's like Jack Ryan number one is the Hunt for Red October. That's really cool. So I'm like, okay. And- so I mean, I guess it's kind of like Rainbow Six. Like he just has mm-hmm. several books for the same storyline. Anyway, so you're saying. Yeah. Uh, so I know that you're a big fan of Tom Clancy games. Sometimes you play, uh, you know, Rainbow Six or uh, the new game that you really liked and you've been playing for a while, which is the Division. Yeah. Would you see any of those games being uh, a TV show? <laughs> I just saw my brother's message. Yes. Now he's jacked, Ryan. Yeah. He's he's that <laughs> jacked. Yeah. Uh, the Division. I can see it as a. Like a USA show or a TBS, kind of like one of those, like um, almost like The Walking Dead kind of thing to it. Mm-hmm. More of a yeah. longer, longer term. Um, however, I don't know how you would establish long term characters and with that because besides the main, uh, the, the main characters are are trying to save the world, but in small 
little um, armies, you know? No, well, the, I mean, I guess that could be the expanded universe of it, but the, the actual story mm-hmm. of it is uh, they're just trying to gain control of, I think, New York City? New York City yeah, or because the, the Yeah, because the, the city's being overrun by uh, all of these uh, people. They're infected, yeah. But the thing is, it, yeah. it's not really... Okay, so it's an outbreak, but mm-hmm. there's not a lot of chaos. It's just more like the quarantine's been established... Now and you're they're not allowing anybody in. To they're not the, allowing anybody in. Now you're just yeah. trying to like get in there into the quarantine and and bring in more peace. But there's people mm-hmm. in the quarantine that are just kind of like living their lives. Like they know they're infected, but they're like, "What can you do? I am what I am." Yeah, I could see it being a mini series, not like yes. a whole uh, bunch of seasons. Yeah, yeah, but I agree. yeah, I, I can see that happening. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it's something done kind of like um, oh, what's that one show? Uh, God, it's, it's bugging me because I, I I love that show too, uh, Jericho. What's the premise? Oh, Jericho, yeah, yeah, Jericho yeah. or the the I think it was the HBO or Showtime, um, Jeremiah, Jeremiah, the yeah. one with uh, the guy from <laughs> the, damn the guy from nine hundred two one zero and also the guy from the Cosby Show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you and your brother really got into that show. I remember you guys uh, binge watching that. Well, po- like post apocalyptic shows really get to me because I I love shows or books even movies that explore you know kind of like what happens when you throw people into like this weird situation where you aren't that's true you aren't obeying the natural laws of society so i mean i guess i guess the loss was kind of like that yeah yeah a little bit because at the end of the day i mean there's so much stuff that's going on in the world uh there's always war there's always people hating people um you know racial uh recognition Mm -hmm. is pretty much like a, a big issue and I, I guess those type of movies and TV shows really bring people together because it doesn't matter what race or who is who, you're working together to survive. So that's that, that, that really brings it home to what you're saying. Okay? So, yes, but <laughs> I was going to say too, kind of like when Trump being elected, the, I, I like people like brought up the like bring up the, like, oh, because of Trump, we have racists in the United States. I'm like, no, they've always been there. They've been hidden, but they've been there. They're just more out. Like, you know who they are now. Yeah. Uh, but that transitions into our next news story. Uh, a Democrat. Oh, what was it? Not Senator. Where is he? Oh, a Democratic Chairman Party Leader, uh, Eric Bo- Bowman, has mm-hmm. uh, pushed on Twitter, and it's actually trending right now, to boycott In-N-Out. Why? Because In-N-Out donated $10,000 to the California Republican Party. Exactly. <laughs> and and the, and the part that and the part that like everybody's put missing out is like that. No, nope, they donated money to the Democrats too. Pretty much, they're donating money to to candidates that uh, support their what they think would be best for In and Out. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why. But I think people just see In and Out donated to Republican Party, and it's all of a sudden Republicans are the bad guys. It's the outrage. So that's trending right yeah. now on Twitter. But it's just funny because then when I start, I saw that on Thursday mm-hmm. on Twitter. And then today, I saw the, like the news cycle posting it on Instagram. Twitter very angry, very outraged. Uh, pretty much like pretty much rage quitting in and out, saying Team Five Guys. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, and then uh, Instagram, which I kind of love these reactions. Probably people and <laughs> what's your point? Like so? Uh, I just, yeah, I mean, if if you really. Explain it that way for me. I I totally understand where In and Out's going from. It's a it's a business perspective right. where you know it, it, what benefits them in a way. Yeah, it's, it's really 
empowering their business to strive, you know? Right. If you're saying, like, you're going to support, I mean, if you're uh, pro, I don't know, say, I don't know, I can't, I can't even picking this topic, but uh, pro choice or pro life, you're going to support the candidate that supports either one of those things. So, yeah. Yeah. Like, that's so it makes sense that a business who relies on certain support yeah. politically and, and is going to make that choice you would your business would do that choice too if you guys were yeah. more politically exactly involved. we we talked about it i mean it a business perspective of any type of company who's you know growing and making uh good money mm-hmm. they will always strive for the republicans because you know, Republicans usually empower those people that are doing business. Generally. So generally, yeah. Republicans are more hands-off business, like kind of thing, mm-hmm. like, like you guys regulate yourselves. Pretty much it's the let, let people, the consumers decide what businesses is doing is right or wrong. Yeah, but I think the one thing that uh, Trump really pissed a lot of Republicans is taxing extra, extra dollars oh, yeah. on imports that are coming from China. Yeah. So it's re- it's a really big slap in the face for a lot of people who are doing business, um, you know, offshores and getting stuff into the U.S. Yeah, it's Can you th- imagine? I mean, uh, Apple products are going to go up because they're trying to import everything from China. I just loved one of the first few uh, tax hikes that at least that Trump proposed was to really stick it to Mexico. He was going to raise the taxes of importing produce. Which was really done because so we're the ones paying those taxes, not Mexico. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're not really sticking it to them. Uh, so that's why avocados went up to like $2 at some point. <laughs> Dude, it is freaking ridiculous over here for avocados. Uh, oh, because you guys don't grow them. We got, yeah, we don't grow them yeah. over here. I mean, I think, you can I ship think, them over here, but by the time they get here, they're all smushed and everything. Yeah, well, so yeah, at least California, we to some extent, we grow our own. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, the best deal we got out here is three for five. Uh, yeah, over here when over here's not that much better. Here's like four for five at Costco. Four uh, for five. Uh, well, uh, four, yeah, four avocados for five bucks. That's the best deal I've seen in a while. Well, if you go to like um, the smaller supermarket stores, it's not that much better either. They're like fifty cents each. Uh, depends, no? and the, usually those are like the bad ones too. But oh, yeah. I mean, they're getting better. That means I'm starting to mm-hmm. see more. Uh, at one point, they're like five for five. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so let me just, before we move on, let me just read the, the tweet that the that Eric uh, Bauman or Bowman sent out. Mm-hmm. At two in and out, $10,000 donated to the California Republican Party. It's time to hashtag boycott in and out. Let Trump and his cronies support these creeps, perhaps animal style. Oh my God. Are, are, is he serious? It's just 10 grand. Exactly. It's only 10 grand. I, I thought it was like hundreds of you know, thousands. I, it's I know. 10 I, grand. I know. I thought at first I'm like, oh, wait, was it, did they send in 100,000? No, 10,000. It's no. <laughs> but it's just funny, like how on Twitter it became a big thing. And then yeah. uh, once the news cycle was like, oh my God, it's a big thing. Better post it on Instagram and all that stuff. Instagram's like, not, not a story. That's, I'm going to get in and out right now. <laughs> <laughs> if, if anything, yeah, it's advertisement, advertisement for in and out. All right. Anyways, uh, uh, I'm going to start on our next uh, piece of news. Okay, go ahead. So I guess you saw this too. Uh, uh-huh. Walt Disney, for the first time, <clears throat> actually not Walt Disney, I'm sorry. Well, I'm getting ahead of myself. Yep. <clears throat> for, okay, so for the first time in history of Disneyland, they are finally serving alcohol inside the park. And it's not just going to be like, you know, Anywhere in the park, it's at the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge Cantina. Right. 
So, so, so when you go, usually the only place you would go to get drinks is DCA. Not quite. And I'll tell you why. Because, uh, yeah, in the very beginning of the whole Disneyland, uh, Walt Disney wanted to keep Disneyland as a family-friendly theme park. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess this is a really big change for that, too. Yeah. Um, the only place in Disneyland side that serves alcohol is Club 33. And it was oh, like... that's true. Yeah. 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 It was a very best keeps uh, best kept secret for so long. I mean, the only people that really knew about it is part of the, the Club 33. Right. And uh, even at the very beginning, when uh, Walt started doing all of the uh, roads and designs for the whole entire park, he made sure that he got liquor license to the one place that a lot of people who are his guests that would like to drink something right. would be compensated at this area. Well, I'm assuming, so, I'm assuming Club 33 probably started as uh, a kind of a business area for him to like yeah. when hosting people over. So it makes sense yeah. like uh, to have something to, ho- to host with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and like you've said, I mean, they've been serving alcohol at uh, Disney California Adventure mm-hmm. for pretty much so, since it opened. Yeah. Yeah. They try to keep so, it classy with some wine, but yeah. they have craft beer. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, you've experienced a lot of the Disney events at uh, DCA, but, uh, I mean, they, they usually have, like, theme parties at the Hollywood area, beautiful mm-hmm. drinks, snacks, family club-style dance floor, and it's kind of crazy because, they, I mean, they did all of that for so long, and they're finally implementing it to permanent attractions like Pixar uh, Pier, you know? Mm-hmm. So, my question for you is, do you think it's okay to break the tradition by serving alcohol in the Disneyland park now? Yeah, because here's the thing. Unless you're balling, you're not going to mm-hmm. get drunk. You'll get buzzed, but you're not. You're going to go broke before you get... I mean, if people don't like paying club price prices for drinks, DCA, or Disneyland is, is going to be way worse. I mean, you're, you're probably talking about like $12, $13 a beer mm-hmm. for like the 12-ounce the like plastic cups. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So no, you're not gonna you're not gonna get drunk. I think it's fine. I don't think it's been a problem at DCA. So and maybe that's why they're fine with doing it at Disneyland now because they saw DCA's handled it well. Yeah. So I mean, DCA where they usually serve alcohol is like on the left side of the park uh, towards. Um, well, I don't know if it's even there anymore. It's pretty much everywhere in the park now, right? No, it's uh at the Cove Bar, the expanded one. Uh-huh. That's by mm-hmm. the pier and also at this uh, vineyard place, but it's on the mm-hmm. same path. Uh, I think there's probably one more, but I'm blanking out. Oh, yeah, yeah. There is one more. It is by that uh, uh, kind of like Fisherman Wharfs area. Mm-hmm. Like kind of like a San Francisco oh, area. Yeah, yeah, they have like a little... They have margaritas. They have like a little... Yeah. yeah, yeah oh, yeah. margaritas. Yeah, they have margaritas. Yeah, so they, so. So they would have like the, a... Margarita slushies, I should say. <laughs> so they would have this uh, kind of like a bus or something and on the side they have like taps mm-hmm. yeah. they would have um what is it um carl strauss yeah i was gonna say like, i, I want to say carl mm-hmm. strauss but i didn't think i was at so okay yeah so that's four then so it's a carl mm-hmm. strauss thing and then there's another one uh this little post by that fisherman wharf thing yeah that that serves like the slushy margaritas i've never really seen anyone try to get drunk i don't think park. you can that's the thing <laughs> mm-hmm. but no i think with uh especially with like you know how how tight Disney is with security. As soon as they see you kind of like causing some sort of commotion, they're probably quick to like step in and like say, "Hey, what's going on, buddy?" They'll just wheel you out. Let's talk over <laughs> here. 
No, yeah. they'll take you backstage, and before you know it, you're on the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what the? Uh, I thought I had one more thing. All right, so anyways, uh, Cantina. That, that I think that's a really good addition to the park. I mean, it's a good uh, kind of like an entry uh, way of introducing alcohol. Well, it makes me so happy because then I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of curious to see what kind of drinks are going to introduce to the Star Wars theme. Mm-hmm. So I, w- cool. I want to have what Obi-Wan was drinking. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, I'm assuming you're going to see a lot of dry ice effects. Mm-hmm. So yep. Oh, another thing, just uh, to quickly tie into that, there's a lot of pictures that were leaked this uh, past week for the set of uh, Star Wars Episode Nine, mm-hmm. And it seems like we can see some of the characters are going to a different area of uh, uh, the galaxy. And it's kind of... People are kind of thinking that they're hinting that they're going to go to uh, the planet of Batuu, which is Galaxy's Edge. That would be a good so, time. And, and I think we kind of talked about so that they're going to like tie it to like places that we have seen in the movie universe or things that might come up. Yeah. So that would make so, sense. Yeah, I, I think that's going to be really cool. And uh, the movie's going to come out right on time, too. Yeah. So I think that really works out. So it's yeah, timed out perfectly. All right, moving on to our next segment, movies. All right, Anton. Uh, so movie time. Uh, let's make sure I have this right. Uh, I think I think your Asians are still in first place. Yeah, I think they are still rocking the box office and i think they're still going to rock the box office this weekend too right so this is as of yesterday uh so number mm-hmm. one crazy rich asians with 88.7 million number two the meg with 109.9 million and again the meg's been out for a week longer so it makes sense mm-hmm. uh this one i'm not 100 percent sure about but number three it's operation finale or yeah final and it's it's an mgm production so it's number three yeah, right it- now which it's, it's a movie with Oscar Isaac. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, it's only made uh, $1.7 million, but it's still enough to take the place, uh, to, to push down Mission Impossible Fallout to fourth place. Mm-hmm. And then fifth place, so, nobody cares, but Christopher Robin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so since you're on the whole band, well, you haven't really seen Crazy Rich Asians yet. Will mm-hmm. you see it soon? No? Uh, yes, I was actually trying to see it last week. Actually, mm-hmm. this week, but AMC was not cooperating. <laughs> oh no! Okay. Yeah, I was I was gonna try to see it at the AMC by my work uh, at the district, mm-hmm. but the times for Tuesday or Wednesday, I can't remember which one, weren't loading up. So I think all the other AMC's updated their schedule or their show times, but mm-hmm. that AMC for whatever reason was taking their sweet time. And by the time I saw yeah. it, I was like, mm, I can't. Yeah. So I saw that um, they had in their policy. I know that you're you're not going to do it because it, it would just waste too much of your time and energy. But you can buy a ticket and get your refund later on. And that's part of their policy if it, if the app doesn't work. No, no, no. It wasn't the app. It was the actual mm-hmm. uh, location. Oh, like they okay. didn't they didn't they didn't set their times for the movie. So if I went to that that even if I went online, clicked on that theater, it wouldn't show any show times. But if I clicked mm-hmm. on the one at the block, it would show me all their listings. Yeah. So, anyways, there it's one movie that I want to see this week, and it is uh, John Cho's uh, Searching. Yes, it's got really good reviews. I mean, I'll, it got shown at the, the Sundance and a bunch of festivals, 
and it got really good reviews out of it. And I'm really surprised that uh, at the very beginning it was a limited release and not a lot of theaters had it, but people were really buzzing about it. And only four, yeah, four, only four, four theaters. So with those four, it made uh, just under half a million. Yeah, and it's crazy because it's like uh, I think for that weekend, if you divided up, actually not weekend, but that. Yeah, actually, yeah, weekend, sorry. Yeah. yeah, during that whole weekend, they, they, they divided it up. That means that they were making $40,000 for each theater. Mm, so, 100. 100? 100. Well, maybe if you oh, were wow. per day. Because it's four theaters, mm-hmm. and uh, as of Monday, they went at 416000 Oh, wow. So that's a lot of money per theater. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's a it's a different way of filmmaking, too. I mean, it, it, everything that is shown in the movie is on a computer screen. Yeah. The, uh, which is know, a little different. I, I'm just I'm just happy that, that they're actually taking this approach with, like, a better story. Uh, mm-hmm. The other one that was kind of similar was Unfriended, and that one just looked like a piece of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to make it a little bit more fancier. Garbage. Okay, garbage. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, the... <laughs> I'm excited about this one. I really want to see it, uh, and mm-hmm. it's it's a good it's a good strategy. Only four theaters, but I've heard. I mean, out of those four theaters, you've heard really good things. Mm-hmm. So that's a good way to get, uh, get some word of mouth out there. Mm-hmm. There was another movie that's premiering. Was, kin was it Kin? I think. Yeah, it, it's a movie about that kid that finds a uh, alien gun and starts shooting people. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's actually my movie for for the movie draft, and I, 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 I had really high hopes for it. I did too, but it got pushed. It got pushed to September, so it's out. Did it? Yeah, it got pushed. Like I think it was supposed to come out mid mid to late October, uh, August, but mm-hmm. then they they pushed it to like the week of like the fifteenth or something like that for September. I thought it came out this week. It was supposed uh this week. Oh, actually, this came out today. Yeah, it comes out today. So what was the other one? Got, there's another one that got pushed out. Ah, oh, whatever. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, so we're focusing too much on that, but let's move on to the next part of the movie segment, uh, Green Lantern. So DC wants to take a stab at this property. Stabby, stabby. Uh, let's see. In uh, all the kind of DC news around Green Lantern has been that they're talking to Tom Cruise. He's going to play the Green Lantern? Not confirmed yet. Like They, they, pretty much mm-hmm. said, like they, they know the person in DC that's going to be in charge of, like, casting also like the casting director but it's all just been meetings and so it, it, this is just rumor but this the people within dc have said that they want the next one to be not as jokey as the ryan reynolds one was they want this to be mm-hmm. more of a kind of kind of like passing the mantle more of a training training day they, they explained it well kind of so, makes sense because i mean uh the, the whole point of having green lantern characters was to pretty right. much Green, and the ring from one person to right, another. Right. Green Lantern is like an office, not necessarily mm-hmm. a person. So they didn't convey that really well in the Ryan Reynolds version. If anything, there was kind of like a really quick uh, montage of the training. And that was it. I thought I, I thought Sinestro that, that was in that movie portrayed by um, Mark Strong mm-hmm. was such a good choice. Yes. Just poor story. But, uh, yeah, just poor story. So, oh, man. Well, okay, so the thing is, well, there's different uh, versions of Green Lantern in comic books. So the thought is this: that if Tom Cruise is going to be in it, he'd play uh, the version of Green Lantern called Hal Jordan, who's an Air Force pilot, something like that. 
and that he would be training the next Green Lantern would probably be one of the newer ones, like John Stewart, not the Tonight Show, not 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 the not the the, <laughs> uh, the, the black. I was like, Green they're Lantern. both. I was like, uh, they're both kind of old. <laughs> no, so it'd be you know Tom Cruise's character playing Hal Jordan, and mm-hmm. then a younger twenty to thirty year old uh, actor playing like John Stewart. And then, like mm-hmm. the whole movie is like that, like Hal Jordan trying to train John Stewart to become the next Green Lantern. Yeah, so uh, I'm I'm still happy to hear that they're still doing a lot more development for this movie. So mm-hmm. really have high hopes for it. So w- what else uh, came out from uh, DC News? Was there something else? Yes. Yeah, so this I I thought it was more rumor, but I guess it's actually confirmed for since July. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Rock will be playing uh, Black Adam who is a character from the Shazam universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, before he was... I, just, I, I, I guess they're they're trying to do Black Adam because the Shazam movie is coming? Yes, but... Okay, so originally The Rock... So The Rock is casted as Black Adam. Mm-hmm. And he was supposed to make his debut in the Shazam movie, but I guess they, for one reason or another, he was written out, maybe because it was just too much, too much going on in the movie, which is a smart mm-hmm. choice. I'd rather have them too little than too much. Yeah, um, I would put him at the end of the credits, and that's just the thing. To, you know, tease a little bit. Just tease it. Uh, so that's the thing. So now they took him out of Shazam, and they're gonna give him his own movie. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's probably the best way because Black Adam, I I've heard of him, I've seen the the depictions in comic books, but I've never actually followed this this character. I really don't know mm-hmm. his background. Yeah, same so here. so to give him a full movie by himself probably a smarter choice to kind of get a connection going. And then, like, probably the third iteration, that'd be Shazam and Black Adam finally on the same screen. Yeah, I think that would be really cool. Yeah, so. Yeah. That's some uh, movie news right there for DC. And we're very DC heavy today, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Lots of DC stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, we even had DCA. Oh, God. Really, Anton? <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. I, I had to add in. How dare you? Mm-hmm. All right, Anton. So, I heard you had a secret topic. Do we have time for it? Oh minutes. yes, uh, yeah. So I don't know all these rom coms and everything. Uh, I don't know if you watched this yet. It's on Netflix. It's called uh, "To All the Boys I've Loved Before." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard of it. Yeah. So uh, for listeners who don't know what it is, it's a rom com. It's a uh, a story about a teenage girl who grew up, you know, having crushes and stuff like that, and she would have these five guys that she really, really liked. So then she write these letters at home. And she would put it in an envelope and everything, acting like she would send it to people, uh, send it to these guys. But it was just a fantasy of hers. But then somehow those letters got mailed out to these guys. Okay. And then, you know, um, her world just turns upside down and she doesn't really know what to do. So, so. I heard this uh, this show. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's funny because the actress who plays the main, the main character, she was... Lana uh, Condor? Sure. I really didn't know her name. <laughs> uh, she was doing an interview. I think it was either Variety or one of the, one of the entertainment networks, and she was saying like how excited she was to finally be playing like, for a character to be to have a role written or the the story written specifically for an Asian American character. Yeah, the, it was based on a book, and uh, it was about a Korean girl. So I was really surprised that they were able to to go along with that. You're right. Yeah, so but I just thought it was funny because then she goes on to say uh, that she's they're really breaking stereotypes 
and you know setting trends and uh, I, my mind just went to all the all the pictures I've seen so far are with white guys so Asian girl with white guys not really breaking stereotypes there <laughs> <laughs> Well, at least they're trying. I mean, they're giving the the, the, the main lead, you know, a, a fighting chance. Yeah. I mean, I agree mm-hmm. about, like, them actually written for a minority, but I just find it, I'm like, mm-hmm. probably going to stop the sentence early there because I don't think you're breaking stereotypes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really happy that uh, she was able to get this part because, uh, I mean, I think she's also a rising star, too. She was in um, X-Men mm-hmm. Apocalypse. She played Jubilee. Mm-hmm. You probably remember that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, I'm really happy for her because she's Vietnamese, surprisingly. And uh, you said it was for Koreans. It was a Korean story. It is a Korean story. It was based on a Korean girl, and they found a Vietnamese girl to play that. I don't know. <laughs> okay, I think it's tapped out. <laughs> Simpsons tapped out. Oh God, I forgot um, about that game. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, I read her info uh, or her bio, and it says that she was actually from my mom's hometown which is a very small little city. And she was adopted when she was a a, 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 ch- well, a baby. Okay. And that's why her name is Lana Condor. Oh, okay. And her, name, her first name is based on Lan. So she's had an A. Lan. Yeah, exactly. And that name is very common in California where we live. We, we've met a few. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyways, uh, I, I love the movie. It's, it's, it's really good. You should check it out when you have a chance. Oh, so the movie? I thought it was a, sh- a miniseries. No, it's an actual movie. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's what just kept me from it. It's like, I don't want to start a series right now. Okay, I'll check it out then. Yeah, it's uh, a good two and a half hour movie. Yeah. So, I probably don't want to go into the full list here. So, now that we're going into September, Netflix, mm-hmm. Amazon, Hulu, they're going to add some more shows. And I was going through the list. There's some actually good movies here. So, King Kong, mm-hmm. Nacho Libre. I've seen that. Mm-hmm. Nacho! Uh, yeah. Anton, your favorite, Spider-Man 3, em- <laughs> Evil to- uh, Emo Tobey Maguire. <laughs> I have mixed feelings for that one. That's so dumb. Uh, Hitchhiker's yeah. Guide to the Galaxy, and Black Panther. Mm-hmm. So was, uh, Wakanda Forever. Which I thought was too early, but that was back in February, so that's about time. It's just that mm-hmm. the, it was in theaters for so damn long. <laughs> yeah, surprisingly, uh, Thor um, came out pretty nope. quick. Uh, Thor was out in... It's probably about the same timeline. Because Thor was in, what, October, November of last year? Mm-hmm. And it, and it came out in Netflix August? I mean, uh, July? Yeah, around that. Yeah, so it's about the same timeline. Someone racing uh, in your neighborhood, Alan? Yeah, but it's a closed street, so... <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna have trouble there. Uh... Well, it's not really close. I mean, if they're if they're drifting, they'll be fine. Yeah, and they miss. They're gonna go right to my room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, dang it! All right, I I had the wrong list. Uh, <laughs> I thought I had the one for both Hulu, Amazon, and Netflix. I just had the the Netflix one, and I'm too lazy to pull up the other one. All right, Anton. Uh, anything else for this episode? Uh, nope. Let's wrap it up. All right. If people want to support Wakanda forever, how can I do that? They can do that by uh, buying a ticket to Wakanda. Or they can go to our website at www.the2oc.com and purchase uh, you know, some stickers, a t-shirt. And uh, if there's something that they heard on the show that we were talking about, 
and they would like to purchase it, they can click on any of our show notes, uh, well, links on our show notes, or the banner, the Amazon banner. It'll give us a little kickback. Oh, awesome. It'll be actually, instead of like the buy us a beer button, we start adding like buy a ticket to Wakanda, buy a ticket to, uh, to uh, Metropolis, buy a ticket to Gotham. <laughs> Yeah, no, how like a little asterisk and it says. Yeah, it's uh, not actually buying a ticket. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the asterisk, not a real plane ticket. This is a fictional location, you idiot. <laughs> actually, it probably shouldn't be calling our donators idiots. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank all right, you. all right. So, and they can also follow us on social media at the Two OC on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And you can send us an email to mail at the Two OC dot com. Uh, don't forget to give us a five star thumbs up, whatever the rating system is on your on your podcast app, and tell a friend. If you hear something, tell somebody. Something like that. So I'm, I'm sad. I don't I know my, how that goes. My, my beer's empty now. Three weeks later, it's finally empty. So what are you gonna fill it up with? Uh, I'm actually not sure. I just have to make sure. I, 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 I think I know what you should do. You should go to Carl Strauss in Costa Mesa and fill it up with something. It's <sighs> so far. <laughs> well not that it's far I just don't want to park mm-hmm. alright uh, well you can just park in the very front where they have the valley area and just go in and fill up and walk out oh the drifting yeah, parking area there the drifting circle yeah yeah I'm good <laughs> alright that's on anything else uh nope that's it alright for the 2OC I'm Al Flores and I'm Anton Duong have a good night Boop. Boop.